It is our privilege to welcome back the Surgeon General from the state of Florida, Dr. Joseph Latipo. He received his MD from Harvard University as well as a PhD in health policy. Uh, he has spoken with us before and he has been spot on with pretty much all of his instincts. His latest book, Transcend Fear, A Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. And uh, boy, I could not agree more with the fact that fear is not a public health instrument. In fact, it is a way to damage the public health. So we are going to get into it with Dr. Latipo today. We are out on the Restream, Rumble Rants, and the Twitter Spaces. Uh, sometimes we have time for calls. Hopefully we'll do that. Uh, Dr. Latipo, in addition to being Surgeon General for the state of Florida, is a professor at University of Florida College of Medicine. Uh, he received his in general internal medicine and health policy at the Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. He lives in Tampa presently. And we will get into it with Dr. Latipo after this. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. You can spend thousands of dollars trying to look a few years younger, or you can skip all of that hassle and go with what works. Genucel Skincare. Genucel is the secret to better skin. In fact, you might have witnessed the astonishing effects of Genucel during a recent unplanned moment on our show, when just a little Genucel XV restored my skin within minutes right before your eyes. That's how fast these products work. I know I'm a snob about the products I use on my face. Everybody knows it. Every time I go to the dermatologist's office, they're just rows and rows of different creams. And then when I get to the counter, they're overpriced. All kinds of products that you can all find at Genucel.com. Susan and I love Genucel so much, we've created our own bundles so you can try our favorite anti-wrinkle treatments, correcting serums, and ultra-retinol creams. Just go to Genucel.com Drew. Use the code Drew for an extra discount and free priority shipping. Again, that is genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash D-R-E-W. And you can follow the Florida Surgeon General at FL Surgeon Gen. FL Surgeon Gen is his uh, social media handle. The book, I want to recommend it again, Transcend Fear, a Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. I will once again uh, review Dr. Latipo's pedigree, which is in addition to Surgeon General, he's a professor at the University of Florida, College of Medicine, MD from Harvard University, PhD in Health Policy from Harvard, Graduate School of Arts and Sciences, uh, Associate Professor in General Internal Medicine and Health Policy at UCLA. Excellent pedigree and something I did not know, he was a Navy SEAL. Please welcome Dr. Joseph Latipo. Oh, I wasn't a Navy SEAL. I wasn't a Navy SEAL. Okay. I worked All right. Good. I was I, a Navy SEAL. <laughs> okay. Good. It seemed too good to be true. I was going about to. I was about to gush all over you. I was like, dude, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> oh man, I wish I were that good. Cool, all right. But, uh, yeah. All right. All right. You're, you're at least on planet Earth with the rest of us because I I have uh, friends who are Navy SEALs and these guys are that's a whole different category of human being. Uh, yes. But I, I would but I would put you in that same category in the sense of your willingness to lead 
through difficult times. Now, I, as I recall, last time we spoke, were you? Did you do your internal medicine residency at UCLA? Is that correct? I did it in Boston at the Boston. Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. It's one of the one of Harvard's okay. affiliated Harvard, hospitals. Harvard School. And then you came over to UCLA. And the, the part I want to discuss is those uh, that community gave you a ration of grief. I, I don't really know what happened. My guess is that you started speaking about the insanity of some of the policies and what what you know just asking questions, which of course was considered somehow anathema to uh, to being a good physician, which is again this is the bizarre time we went through. What what happened there? Number one and number two, given Florida's uh, numbers through the pandemic and you your leadership through the pandemic. Is anybody giving you any apologies for Christ's sake? Is anybody saying, I'm sorry, I, I maybe I misjudged or I was a little too harsh? Anything like that happening? <laughs> well, first, I, I really have to thank Governor Ron DeSantis and that man, because if it weren't for the leadership he exhibited, we would never have left California. I would still be, you know, I'd be a professor at UCLA and we'd be living in West LA. And, and, uh, and it, it was the call from his office and his, like, you, you remember how, I mean, that guy, they were trying to, you know, take him out with their words and their, their, their use or really misuse of data to really disparage his decisions in terms of letting people make their own decisions and live their lives and and not just live in the name of COVID-19 virus regulations. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to have been able to work with him and, and we've continued together to, to do a lot more good stuff. And, and it's, you're right. Like, you know, we said kids, healthy kids don't need these completely new experimental mRNA COVID-19 vaccines that we're still learning about. And, you know, most of the world, at least the scientific community with access to the media, lost their tops. And look now, like no one's pushing them hardly on kids. And parents have clearly said no, but no apologies have come. You know, it's just, you know, one thing or the other, the masking of the kids, everything. You just, it's sad. You don't hear any apologies or really really an acknowledgement of where people made mistakes in terms of judgment and in terms of interpretation of data. And you hear none of that, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know if you were still in Los Angeles at this time, but, uh, I was on the air doing a local show here in, you know, on a local Fox affiliate, trying to keep people updated on what was going on. And we brought in a school board member the day they decided to close the schools. And I'm, I, I found the footage of this, and I'm asking this guy, I'm like, who told you to close schools? What, what consultant, what infectious disease expert, where did you get this idea from that it's the right thing to do? And he said, it's just the right thing. We decided it's yeah. the right thing. Th that Sounds about that right. is, but that that's the kind of insanity was, that was guiding policy in healthcare. I've never seen anything like it in my entire career. And you were sort of countering the, the winds that were blowing and taking all the, the punches at the time. Is, is there anything from that time that stands out for you that you're still angry about? 
you know, I'm, I'm not angry about you. And, and, and I'm glad. I don't want to carry around anger. You know, who wants to carry around anger? That's not a fun emotion to carry yeah. around. Fair that enough. being said, I certainly understand why many people would be angry because the, I mean, the media during that time, because even before that time, when I was at UCLA, I was writing articles in the Wall Street Journal, getting a lot of flack for saying things like masks are not going to end this thing, um, you, you, trying to force people to take new vac vaccines, trying to force everyone to do it is not going to yield a good outcome because some people absolutely mm -hmm. don't, will absolutely, absolutely refuse and it will create more division. Uh, so I, I've been, I've been, I've been taking, taking flack for a long time and I would understand why people would be angry because when you, you remember, I mean, in the depths of the belly of the pandemic, if you said something that was this far off, whatever that mainstream message was, I mean, you were really crucified. Holy cow. You would think that, you know, I mean, you would, you were really, really crucified, but uh, I, you know, it's not, I, I don't, yeah. So no anger. Um, I mean, a lot of things stand out. I think that uh, for many people, many people in the scientific community who have similarly been, been saying things that were not, the accepted narrative. Uh, many of us have been out, out uh, really just been blown away by the abuse of scientific data and the misrepresentation of data to serve a purpose, the purpose of controlling people's behavior and taking away their autonomy and really dehumanizing them. So, I, I mean, that will always stand out that there were people that were willing to do that and there, and unfortunately that are still, still willing to do that. You know, I, I interviewed this uh, PhD med student who was part of the chorus attacking people who dared to step one inch off the uh, off the yeah. party line, and he complete he he dared to kind of questions a couple of things. Then he got slammed, and he started thinking, "Well, wait a minute, maybe, huh? What's going on here?" And he completely came came all the way around. And, and I wanted to interview him because I thought, well, what were you thinking before? What he, and he said, you know, what I was thinking was I was afraid. So fear, number one. I was caught in the, the information that was the press was pumping. Yeah, yeah. Fear, lack of full story. Uh, and I started thinking, well, why wouldn't you want to save lives? You're, you must be something wrong with you that you want people to die. You must be wanting other people to die, which is why you're taking the position you're taking, which of course could never, ever be the reality. And uh, it's yeah. quite the opposite. We could see what the consequences of the excesses were going to be, that they weren't going to save lives and they were going to harm people. That There's right. no other reason to take the position you took. Right. Another interesting thing, Joe, is I I watched the, um, the symposium that Governor uh, DeSantis put on with the Nobel laureates. I don't, I, if you remember that early on, he got a bunch yeah. of Nobel laureates together. And he said, explain to me why I should lock things down. And at the end of it, he read the literature. I talked to Jay Bhattacharya about it, who was there and providing some of the literature. And he said he, he devoured the literature. He understood it. And at the end, he says, I don't see any evidence that a lockdown is a solution. And they all went, yeah, yeah, that's our conclusion as well. Were you there then? No, I was in Los Angeles, man. I was I, I read about it in the news because I think it was it was taken down by YouTube, but yeah, just such dark days, right? People, I mean, it's really 
it's really profound. But at the same time, you see this in history, you know, just mm. whether you're talking about just the terrible things that humans have sometimes done to other humans in terms of dehumanizing them and and uh, and taking taking away their you know their their rights that that they they absolutely have from God and obviously some things have been just tremendous you know just so much worse that humans have done to other humans uh, and, and you know just you know you go oh, slavery way before slavery even in other countries and around the world and in in modern times too um so but it, it is really phenomenal that people are willing to that somehow you can convince a society of a truth that is you know when when society wakes up it's just so obvious that it was I mean, how how did so many people decide to go along with that? Yeah. So, yeah. Do, do you have a theory? Yeah. I, I, it was odd to me too. I still don't get it. I still don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I I wonder if you know. I sometimes I think that sort of the Trump derangement created already this hysteria that was sort of bubbling around, and then it just went kaplowy with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's very interesting. I I mean, I think that I think that. I think that there that these kinds of things because it really is profound, right? Because it's not that I mean yeah. people have an orientation toward good. Like there's you know that is they ask there are few people that that may not come out that way, but boy, you're talking like point oh oh one percent. I mean people have an orientation right. toward good, and and when people you know, are convinced or may, led to believe that, well, this is what good looks like when clearly good doesn't look like that. In this yep. particular case, certainly the media and their messaging um, contributed. And I, I think also there's, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's, we are vulnerable to the extent that we are, you know, disconnected from source and disconnected from ourselves and, and in, in each other. And I, and yeah. that's one of the themes I write about in my book, because I personally had had problems with that, very deep problems with that. And fortunately was able to, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been able to transcend those things uh, with the, with the help of a Navy SEAL, actually, and my wife getting me to him, I, I'd be very angry. Yeah, you know, I'd be carrying all that stuff around. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think that, that unfortunately, when people are a little disconnected from you know from the earth, from themselves, from from you know from love and that connects us all, you know, you can be vulnerable to to messaging. Yeah. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last time. That uh, that childhood trauma is is uh, I, I believe we went through a pandemic of childhood trauma in the '90s and maybe the '80s, '90s, maybe even to the 2000s. It was just massively present, and that uh, you know when you look in history, there have been periods of history where that kind of thing has gone on. Pre-revolutionary France, for instance, and then uh, fast forward 25 years, and the guillotines come out. And I, I actually wrote a chapter about that once that my editor, my uh, publisher, wouldn't let me put in the, a book I wrote because it was too speculative, they thought. But I thought, we will see guillotines. I didn't know about cancellation. I didn't know about social media. That became the, the public beheading. That became the guillotines. Um, before we take a little break here, um, 
a couple things I want to talk about very quickly. One was uh, one thing I am angry about, and you tell me if I should still be angry about, is you, I, I, I believe it was, hang on, you tell me. I believe it was you that brilliantly put out the mobile unit with um, monoclonal antibodies uh, when the government had bought the supply and was providing it to the states. And then they cut you off, as I recall, when you were in the middle of really doing the distribution work. And that was in the middle, of, that was in the days of Alpha and Delta when these monoclonal antibodies did, they just, they just ended the illness. They kept people out of the hospital. But there was no public information about that. No other state was doing anything aggressive like you guys did. And then you got cut off, it seemed like to me, from the supply. Is that what happened? Uh, more or less. And I, and this was definitely all Governor DeSantis. Like I get, I have no credit for this. For, for uh, So his leadership, you know, how many doctors are, are there in this country, right? Hundreds of thousands or probably, there are probably over a million doctors in this country. And and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of health officials and Governor DeSantis of all of them is is the only one who says, well, let's provide a treatment option. And you remember back then it was sometimes it was explicit and sometimes it was implicit. But there was there was clearly an, there was an aversion to providing people with treatment with monoclonal antibodies. Doing anything, very doing, doing anything, doing any. The steroids have been shown to be useful at that point. Steroids have been shown to be useful at that point. Fluvoxamine was on the table and on the table, and monoclonal antibodies clearly worked. I took them. I took them, and I went and I did a whole Instagram live about it every day about how I was improving to try to help educate the public. And what I got back was, "Oh, you're special. You could afford it." Like, no, it's free. The government bought it. You can get it. And that's when that's when Florida took off with it. I noticed, and then all of a sudden, it all stopped. It was, it was just disgusting. It was dis really was disgusting. That that was the thing that really helped people. Absolutely. Because the idea was, well, the only way we want people to get help is with vaccines or with like staying at home and masking. And, yep, you know, that's and, right. and that's why it was suppressed. Right. Because it was always about controlling, controlling people's actions. And it's just I mean, yes. it's so gross. Like, I don't want to control anyone's actions. It's gross, I yeah. want you to do yeah, I know. whatever the hell you want to do. And, you know, but, but unfortunately, the uh, the side that was the dominant party and the dominant force during the pandemic wanted you to do A, B, C, then skip over here yeah. and then go back here. I mean, it's just it's gross. Like, why do you want to do that to human yeah. beings? Let them be. I, I don't I don't understand why they like doing that. I don't. And there seemed to be a group of people that liked following in, in line with that stuff, especially no matter how farcical or how far from useful it was they seem to like to do that and that that was very disturbing to see all that and then to see people sort of you know behaving like prison guards in certain situations you sort of get a hint of how that can't happen in a society in these historical yeah Hello? what's your emergency yeah i think i just saw my neighbor um have a guest over at his his house yeah. i think i think he's that that <laughs> and, and, and yeah that can you come over? Right. So, so, yeah. So, so Hitler Youth behavior. There was that. That was what the Hitler Youth was designed to do. Those kinds of reporting, and then the um, I remember somebody was screaming at me uh, when I was trying to get the vaccine to provide, screaming at me, "Where are your papers?" And I thought, "Oh my God, this is uh, this is like a scene from a border crossing in a World War II movie. This is really something that this guy, a security guard at my hospital, where I've been attending for thirty-five years." thought this is an okay 
way to interact with a senior physician. Okay, here we go. I just thought, wow, does it feel good to him to do that? Why would he do? Why would he? Why would anybody want to be that guy? But you know, we we found a lot of them during this pandemic. Listen, let, I got to take a little break. <laughs> we got to take a little break. I want to bring Dr. Kelly Victory in here. She got a lot to ask you about too. I do want to get a little bit into transgender stuff. I think you and I may disagree a little bit on that, and so that's kind of why I want to discuss it. I want to kind of probe a little bit. And because um, I, I have a, I've been been in around that community a long time, and I have some real specific concerns, and and really beyond that, I just I, that's it's up to that community. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, Dr. Joseph Latipo again, Florida Surgeon General, FL Surgeon Gen. You can follow him on Twitter. There, Dr. Kelly Victory joins us after this quick break. I suspect you've seen Susan and I gushing over Paleo Valley products. We love the taste and how well they fit into a paleo-based nutrition regimen. They're delicious and we use them for travel all the time, but there is more. We are huge fans as well of Paleo Valley's grass-fed bone broth protein. It comes in three flavors, unflavored, vanilla and chocolate. It's a powder you can add to really anything. We add it to coffee literally every day. Smoothies, baked dishes, or just hot water dissolves really easily. The bone broth protein is made with 100% grass-fed and finished bones that are free from pesticides or antibiotics and are slow simmered to extract as much collagen as possible. As we age, collagen breaks down. That's what wrinkles are. And research shows that there are significant benefits to adding a collagen source in your diet. I don't think it's too much to say it's changed our lives. And Susan is now reporting that after drinking the bone broth for a few weeks, her hair is stronger and longer and nails are stronger too. Try it for yourself. You can order at drdrew.com slash paleovalley and use Dr. Drew at checkout to save an additional 15%. A lot of you have been asking for more information about how to counter the adverse effects of the spike protein from COVID infections and the COVID vaccine. The spike protein is not your friend. Let's just say that. So I'm glad we have the wellness company Spike Support Formula as a sponsor, especially since renowned internist and cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough, who's also chief scientific officer of the wellness company, is one of its champions. There's some very intriguing research around natokinase, which might be a way to take on the spike protein. Listen to this. So start, if you would, with talking about natokinase, how you got to that and where you see its application. So with the viral infection or the vaccines, the spike protein stays within the body and it's found in the heart, the brain, the vital organs, and it's causing problems. The Japanese have been using this for heart and vascular disease now for 20 years. It's safe. It is a form of a mild blood thinner that it dissolves the spike protein nearly completely. Spike support formula is the only product on the market containing natokinase, dandelion root, and a host of other antioxidants all showing promise in helping you protect yourself and your family. To order this unique, specially formulated supplement, go to drdrew.com slash TWC. That is drdrew.com slash TWC. Use code DREW at checkout for 10% off today. President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home, quote, Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar, inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is, there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just visit birchgold.com drew for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. 
How much more time does the dollar have? Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. I do not give financial advice, and previous performance is no guarantee of future performance. Visit birchgold.com slash Drew to get your free info kit on gold. That is B-I-R-C-H-G-O-L-D dot com slash D-R-E-W. Some platforms have banned the discussion of controversial topics. If this episode ends here, the rest of the show is available at drdrew.tv. There's nothing in medicine that doesn't boil down to a risk-benefit calculation. It is the mandate public health to consider the impact of any particular mitigation scheme on the entire population. This is uncharted territory, Drew. And we welcome Dr. Kelly Victory with Dr. Joseph Latipo, Florida Surgeon General. And Kelly, if you remember before the mics heated up today, before Dr. Latipo joined us, uh, we were going over some of the data, the deaths per 100,000 in Florida versus California and Texas and how well Florida had done. And Caleb, Absolutely. I'm going to give you some shit about this right now. Uh, Caleb, <laughs> who uh, I thought was up on most things, had bought the narrative that somehow Florida was behind because of Dr. Latipo's policies. No, not only did he not harm children, they kept businesses open. They had better outcome in a state filled with high-risk elderly people. So, uh, Kelly, I will hand it over to you at this point. And, 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 and for first, Caleb, maybe issue Dr. Latipo an apology. Yes, I, I believed the hype. I didn't understand. And I looked at the map earlier today, and I had to ask both Dr. Drew and Kelly, am, am I missing something here? Because I thought that I read a lot of stuff about Florida getting this all wrong because they did it very different. But the numbers seem to show that they're doing They did really it all good. right, Caleb. They, they did, did it all right. All no, oh, right. So Oh, Amazing. Caleb, Amazing. Here, here you are. Here you are letting the data get in the way of a good storyline. <laughs> uh, uh, Dr. Joe, welcome. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us as uh, as we're talking every day that goes by the data make it more and more clear that under your leadership and the leadership of uh, Ron DeSantis, Florida clearly was doing something right. Uh, and I, I truly appreciate that at the risk of, of beating a dead horse, if you will go back for a minute to this issue of accountability. You know, it's one thing uh, for as frustrating as it is for me, for my non-scientific neighbors or family members to have bought this hype hook, line and sinker uh, from the CDC and the FDA and, and the powers that be. But you and I and Drew are physicians. You and I share a common background in public health. What the heck happened to our colleagues in your estimation, as you said, there are, there are hundreds of thousands of physicians in this country, and with rare exception, they bought into it. I've said from the beginning, I didn't say what I said from the beginning because I'm a good guesser. I didn't you know, talk <laughs> about the, fall the fallacy of masks being you know, social distancing, the danger of lockdowns because I had a crystal ball or was somehow prescient. This is, we've known this stuff for decades. What happened in your estimation to our colleagues. <laughs> it's, it's always a pleasure to see Dr. Victory. And we go, actually, even though we didn't have a, uh, a, uh, a relationship that we were both aware of early on, I still remember being in LA and seeing you interviewed on that San Diego news station. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was fun to, to hear you during the pandemic and offering offering sense and sanity. 
I, that's such a is such a great question. And what happened is still happening. And I actually one one component of it, I think, is uh, is Dr. Vinay Prasad, who you, you may know, and sure. a brilliant guy, mm-hmm. thoughtful guy, and you yeah, know, well. really cares. You think he would be a monster because he's oh, you know, he's not supporting the mask and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, great guy. And something he said that that resonates with me is that one component is that you know, docs, medical students, just they don't get good training with right. data interpretation and learning how to read studies. And most mm-hmm. importantly, learning both how to interpret studies and learning how their interpretations are are potentially being manipulated by yeah. either you yeah. know intentionally or, or or unintentionally influenced by mm-hmm. study authors i mean, it, it's i don't know if you guys have read uh, dr marcia uh marcia angels a former new england journal of medicine uh, editor's book oh, the I'm truth sure about work right but it, it's just yeah i mean you it's fascinating right these 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 vaccines are manufactured. Pfizer, Moderna, the, the, Pfizer, they have a, a terrible history of misleading. Yeah. And it's not something unique to Pfizer. Yeah. It's all of them, right? Yes. Vioxx, mm-hmm. uh, that was Merck. They knew data on the right. increased risk of, of, of you know, heart attacks and fatal heart attacks. That was present at the time that their New England Journal of Medicine paper was published. The paper that they, their drug reps, then went around to thousands, if not tens of thousands, of clinics in the United States to to get doctors to prescribe their drug. So it's just, I mean, and that's how they behave, right? They will go yeah. as far as they are allowed to go. Like, can, can I? Can I? Let's drill into that. Let's let's drill into Vioxx a little bit since it came up. If you guys don't mind, because I was aware I, I used Vioxx a lot back in the day. I, I don't know if you guys were practicing when Vioxx was around. It was yeah, one of the most sure. extraordinary anti-inflammatories of all time. Right. And I was aware there was risk from it. And I would inform patients about it. And I used it only in people. I mean, you got to remember, we think about some of the incredibly dangerous anti-inflammatories. That I'm thinking of one. I can't remember the name of it anymore. It's just not used because it's so dangerous. We use dangerous things as physicians. It, Pfizer's problem was that when they when the when the FDA said explain this, they tried to explain it away. And it was if I remember, it was only only it was seven deaths. And when and when my patients were withdrawn from Vioxx, they were I have patients that I follow to this day that have never been the same since that medicine was removed. Now, would they have died of a heart attack? Very unlikely. Very unlikely. So we have this weird thing in this country where we go from one side of the boat to the other. And you know, I I and I'm not trying to trying to um whitewash what what Pfizer did. They they should have been just open and honest said this is dangerous. There's some problems with this drug and here's the risk reward analysis and only the very, only when it's really worth it should doctors be thinking about using this medication. They didn't. But they I, over-marketed I, it, and that's part of the problem too. Yeah, but I think your, your Dr. Joe's point. I think <clears throat> your point is is well taken. That that the the drug companies, as Dr. Joe is saying, th- they're entire mandate is to make money. They aren't really looking yep. out. They have a long and storied history of covering things up, of being less than fully honest. And now when you add that component to the fact that they fundamentally 
own the research journals, our story journals, yes. the Lancet, the BMJ. This is a recipe for disaster. Um, and so I think that I think that Dr. Joe is right that the the way the pharmaceutical companies have been allowed to act and to get away with things. And that fact that physicians have been unwittingly trusting of them has probably or, or really duped or duped. That's the bigger problem. Duped. And then the FDA is going to rescue us from that. It's like, come, I, no, come on. There, there's so many layers to this because the FDA and the pharmaceuticals are the same people. Sure. Right. With the with the funding of their the drug reviews. And 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 I. I would say I, I totally hear you. I totally hear you. Hear you, Doctor Drew, about patients who benefited. Right? It's not impossible. I mean, it, it is effective. But I'd say two things. Right. So one thing is, to the best of my knowledge, none of the clinical trials where it was tested showed it doing any better than than other anti-inflammatory drugs. I mean, I think people they were compared right. to uh, you know sugar tablets or something Celebrex. like that. But it was, Cel it was compared to some... Celebrex. Celebrex. Okay. It was head to head oh, against Celebrex okay. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, um, and yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, the data was shitty. The data was shitty. It was shitty. And then it was whitewashed. And that's, again, that's the what we're talking about here. Uh, what I, what I'm sort of adding the nuance to is that patients get hurt, whichever way it cuts, you know what I mean? When they sure. do shitty things with the data, doctors can't use things that might be, you know, worth it. They're, they're a little day. You can't use it because they were so duplicitous on, and I'm saying both sides, FDA runs to cover their ass, ass and the Pfizer tries to pretend there's nothing here, nothing to see. Both are, I think wrong. That's my humble opinion. Yeah, I hear you. So I'll add something to that. So what I would say is that I totally agree because the, the issue is, is you know, informed consent, people having information, doctors and patients yeah. about yeah. What, what the yeah. benefit was, risk profile, yes. which was impossible unless like you were a doctor and you went and you looked up the data that, that Pfizer submitted to the FDA. But I would say the second thing, though, is that I think my my impression is I think it's it's a good idea to hold drug companies to pretty high standards because yeah. it's oh, not for sure for of, sure like Vioxx, it's not the only cox what cox one selective right. anti-inflammatory yeah. drug they're going to be there are others and they're going to have different safety profiles but if they can get away with not investing more with spending less and making you know comparable profit of course they will like that's of course they will. at least that's what they've done historically yeah. And, and I think yep, just I to get back to the original, the reason I'm, you know, pressing a little bit on with regard to your opinion on what happened to our colleagues is because I think if we don't figure out how this happened, it will absolutely happen again. You know, how you yeah. ended up, it is one thing for the lay public to buy into something that isn't so. But when you get the entire medical community with rare exception to go along, you really have to ask why. Now, if you look at public health, and I'd, you know, I'd love your, your insights into this. It seems to me, I, I trained, I don't have a master's in public health, but I did extensive training at the Harvard School of Public Health and went through a specialized program there. Um, it, it seems to me over time that what they are doing is focusing far more on cranking out social justice warriors, people who are focused far more on equity, for example, than than on things truly related to public health, uh, not focused on informed consent and, and patient choice and patient advocacy. They're really more uh, socially oriented than anything else. And I think that that 
probably has led some of this because the people at the helm, insofar as they were trained in public health, I think lost sight of the real mandate of public health, which is to consider the impact of these different mitigation schemes, whether it's masking or school closures or lockdowns, on the entire population, the vast majority of whom were at a de minimis risk from COVID in the first place. Oh, absolutely. And Dr. Victory, I, yeah, it'll totally happen. It's actually still happening. Uh, so, so to just uh, use, a, a, I think, a very pertinent example, you know, Florida, we looked at the public health data here. Uh, we found a signal for an increased cardiac death risk after the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, only in young men. Yeah. Was the data perfect? Was the was the analysis perfect? No. But, but was the finding like only in this group? Yeah. Instead of the very clear plausibility of that, given the, you know, both the clinical and the subclinical myocarditis and people who, you know, who die and never make it to the hospital, never have an autopsy uh, after these vaccines, you know, people, it's like, it's like you're attacking their, you know, their mom, right. In the terms of the right. way they, they, they defend this. Yeah. And, you know, and, and since that time, uh, pub, a study was published in nature that looked, it was a similar study, 12 to 28 year olds in men. And that study, lo and behold, only in male, young males, there was another a 70% right. increased risk of cardiac death. They right. wrote it off in the study, but are you kidding me? You know, yeah. lose your yeah. religion, right? Lose your religion right. with this right. like, worshiping at mRNA COVID-19 yeah. altar yeah. and like open your eyes, right? And so no it's still with it, right? They haven't, yeah. it's hard for people to lose their religion sometimes. And yeah. it, it's totally still with us. It's terrible, Dr. Victory, are, that it is. Are you guys seeing oh, oh. a more stroke in, a different, in addition to more heart uh, issues, more cardiac events? I, I've suddenly seen a lot of stroke in young people and I'm didn't, not used to seeing that. Right. Mm. Anybody? Yeah, we haven't analyzed that, and uh, but it is a concern. It's something that's shown up in in some of the safety studies. Obviously, it's right. always it's all been whitewashed by the FDA. It's like, no, well, we did this other study and it went away. The signal wasn't present. So you find it in one study, you don't find it in the other study, and voila, you have your answer. It's not present. You well, know, that was the Vioxx strategy. <laughs> right, right. That's the point. Exactly. That was the Vioxx strategy. Exactly. They're, they're bringing it back for the the Vioxx strategy strategy for the vaccine no right you got you got three thousand yeah. studies showing that ivermectin works and six that say it doesn't so those are the six that get published um mm -hmm. we people focus a lot on what you guys didn't do in florida that the rest of the the world was doing you didn't mandate masks you didn't shut down schools and churches you didn't you know really push the the lockdown theory or whatever talk a little bit about what you did do. Drew brought up the concept of the the, um, the monoclonal antibodies, but what about the other things? The rest of us were living through therapeutic nihilism. You know, we couldn't prescribe ivermectin. We couldn't use hydroxychloroquine. We couldn't, you know, it was this ridiculous, uh, I've never lived through this in medicine where I had pharmacists refusing to fill legitimate prescriptions that I was writing. Florida, yeah. is my understanding at least, was different. Talk about what you did do that may have contributed to your having these better outcomes than the rest of us. 
what we what we did do was use a lot of common sense and that went from everything from letting doctors prescribe what they thought was best to prescribe for their patients and their clinical judgment rather than you know what you saw in california and many other parts of the country where you know people were being disciplined by boards because they were prescribing a medication that that someone else didn't agree with. I mean, the person went to med school like you, like why, why can't, you know, they've got a medical license like you, let them exercise their judgment. And so we were very explicit about that. And we voiced that, you know, we support doctors taking care of their patients in the ways that they think are best. Something else that we did is we let kids stay in school, even when someone next yeah. to them had COVID in the classroom and, and you know, and breathe took two breaths on them when they were walking past each other in the hallway. And we were, you know, we, we were very ex explicit about that. And we were just nixing every little sneaky, subvertive, ugly, nasty, desperate attempt to like somehow get masks on little kids. I mean, yeah. what the hell yeah. is the obsession yeah. with that? Like, yeah. keep those yeah. people just obsessed with it. These fires right. in the Northeast, Certainly it's, you know, it's, it, it's too bad because that is definitely, you know, we, we, you're in California. We used to live in California. The air quality is terrible with, with fires. Right. You see it again. It's like, you know, pre-pandemic, yeah, I, I did not see one story about an N95 when there was, it was like, get yeah. out of there, right? Move, right, right. you know, try right. to avoid bad air. But here's, oh, Let's let's write articles about masks and let's 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 talk more about the masks and let's give them yeah. give the mask out and wear them as I mean, it's just it's like this obsession with these masks. Gee, you know, what yeah. in the world is Yeah, exactly. No, I used to say to people at, at cocktail parties, I'd say to a fellow physicians, I'd say, I sat next to you in virology class. Like, what the hell happened to you? You know masks and, and like are you kidding? You're removing every other chair in your waiting room? Honestly, like, oh my God, it's just crazy. But um, I, I was a psychologist before I was a, a physician. And I have said from mm. the beginning, I think it's going to be a good decade or more before we understand exactly the damage that we did to kids um, as a result mm. of this pandemic response. In Florida, do you have any sense for, you know, the rest of the country is kids have lost three plus years of academic uh, achieving reading, math, you know, uh, underprivileged kids, minority kids really took it on the chin, suffered mercilessly because of this, um, and are woefully behind academically. Do you have a sense in Florida for how kids have fared, you know, because of the more lenient or, or less restrictive um, approach that you guys took? Yeah, much better. So the Harvard Harvard has a center for something like education policy. I don't remember the quite the mm -hmm. name, but they uh, performed an analysis of maybe every state, but several states, and Florida was among them. And their findings about overall changes in you know, loss and in in educational milestones and performance for students 
it was it was much more favorable in Florida. And they state yeah. that in their results. And, you know, this is and it makes sense in Florida. Yeah. There were there were uh, some counties that were there's some school districts that were sort of trying to take more of the Faucian route with their approach to education. And, you know, Governor DeSantis was very strong about 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 yeah. opposing that and really supporting parents right to get their kids in school. And, and the Did data you, I, show it. Yeah. Well, well, good for you, because I'll tell you, as I said, it's going to be a long time. It's not just the fact that kids didn't learn to read or to to do math or whatever else. It's everything else that happens in school, which is, uh, you know, the fact that teachers are the ones who largely pick up on kids hearing and vision issues. Um, you know, they, these are there are lots of things that really we are going to um, uh, see unprecedented numbers of, you know, in, in kids as a result of that of that lockdown um take what was your take on you notice as as the pandemic i'm sure it wasn't lost to you as the pandemic started to wind down and they just couldn't fuel the flames of fear longer first rolled out us uh, uh monkey pox they, they they tried monkey pox as the <laughs> next one and when that failed miserably they tried marburg virus for a while you know they were kind of getting getting excited <laughs> about that you know, did, did you guys even yeah. bat an eye in the great state of florida to those uh fodemics <laughs> well we we prepared i mean we had monkey pox pardon me we had monkey pox cases here and you know we had the antiviral and we also had the the uh the genius vaccine i think the the yeah. it doesn't actually have great data uh, in yeah. terms of uh clinical trials uh, which is unfortunate but yeah, we had that available here and you know we responded in by focusing on providing people with access who wanted any of those products and with uh, education, as you remember early on, I mean, it was, it was, you knew pretty early on that it was fortunately, I mean, no one wants to have the, you know, the poxes from, from monkey pox and the skin lesions, but fortunately it was, it was not a, uh, um, and there was pain was also an issue, but in terms of mortality and long-term consequence, fortunately it was very, you know, extremely limited. So that was very real for us, and we monitored the uh, the epidemiology of transmission in Florida. But you're right. I mean, it, it's, it is really fascinating. They're, these uh, these forces, FDA, CDC, the media, they just they love to gin up. They love to gin up fear, and you know, it's kind of what Doctor Drew and I were talking about. We just you're less susceptible to that stuff when you're, you know, when you're spiritually intact. Yeah, and you're in, and so that's. I think that's a great goal. You know, that's a great goal for folks to aspire yeah. to. So yeah. they don't have to deal. You know, worry about their silly games, and you can see them like right when yeah. they're coming. The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise, for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family dogs, cats, even horses in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, 
you have two years to live. Oh boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex went, oh boy. <laughs> he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis versicolor mushroom, which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's non-addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash pet club 24-7 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com, P-E-T-C-L-U-B 247, pet club 247. The, the last statistics that I read with regard to the exodus from healthcare um, of, of healthcare professionals, not just physicians, but also nurses and ancillary healthcare people, uh, physical therapists and technicians, those, was somewhere in the range, it was almost a half a million people left during the pandemic. Um, I'm guessing that Florida fared again a lot better because it was such a um, a welcoming place for people to practice medicine. And you guys probably even picked up a few. I know at one point, Governor DeSantis was incentivizing first responders who are losing their jobs if they refuse to get vaccinated in states like New York to uh, come on down. We'll happily yeah, happily take you. Um, do you have any sense for whether or not people did move to Florida in order to practice unfettered medicine or to, to at least be able to practice without fear of losing their, their jobs because they didn't want to take the jabs? Yeah, it totally happened. And I, I wish I could give you an exact number. I think I want to say we've got maybe, you know, I don't know, 60,000 MDs with a license wow. here. It's, I, MDs and ODs, maybe. I, I, I've got mm -hmm. a, I, but, I, but yeah, that totally, totally happened. And, you know, it was beyond just doctors and nurses. Yeah. And other people definitely moved here just to be able to have more uh, more freedom. And of course, Florida is a place mm -hmm. where it's, like, it's a second home for many people like New Yorkers and people, others in the Northeast. But we we did have a lot of people uh, moving here, including in, in healthcare. And it shows in the real estate prices, unfortunately. Uh, it's just it's not <laughs> like, it's like, it's like someone just turn the ignition on when uh, starting in maybe mid, I think you could actually tell sort of the prices started to really climb. I want to say in maybe mid to late 2020, because people were, yeah. were, were with their feet and moving down here, um, which they slow down so that we can <laughs> <just> <laughs> on the you're looking to buy a house. But, it, yeah. <laughs> you guys, it, my, it's uh, a mess. My producer has suggested we take some calls from Twitter Spaces. So those of you that want to ask Dr. Latipone questions, you just push the button in the lower left-hand corner there, and I will bring you up to the podium, and you will stream out on multiple platforms. Yeah, it's um, I, there's one last thing we left out of the conversation about what our peers did. I, one, one thing I was not aware of that became clear immediately during the pandemic was how many of our peers are employed. Their employees mm -hmm. and when their employer yeah. said stand down don't do anything they dutifully yeah. did and that was frankly a miscarriage of their sacred duty and it was a kind of a disgusting display really go home until you can't breathe was the instruction well i do 
I, yeah, I do think that, that 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 is a huge issue. And and my friend and colleague Kat Lindley and I have spoken about it. She's really pushing mm. this concept of physicians becoming independent again. Physicians, there is too much. You know, it is the the pharmacy, mm. the, you know, pharmaco medical mm-hmm. insurance government complex that is controlling the practice of medicine right now. You not yeah, only need to get absolutely. big pharma out of it, the insurance companies really, are, are Kelly, part of the problem as well. And, and, and Kelly, oh, for sure. It really started there. And and then the physician role is really, when you really look at the physician role in these, these complexes you're talking about, is to absorb liability. That's really the one yeah. thing we retain is complete liability yeah. <laughs> for everything that happens. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you, All right, do so you those have of you who are on Twitter Spaces, uh, they're kind of lining up here. I'm going to get to it in just a second. But before, well, okay, here's, let me bring somebody right on up here. It's, it's, uh, Theodore, I think, is the name. And we'll see what, what uh, the question is. And don't forget, after you uh, click through, you got to unmute yourself in the lower left-hand corner there as well. There you are. What can we, what can we do for you? Well, I was, I'm really concerned about suspending informed consent. And I mean, I was trained in school that that couldn't happen. And it seems like at least, at the very least, an overreach, but I thought it was illegal. It, it, I'm sorry, say, to, say it again, to, I don't to, think we heard to, the whole question. I think yeah. said, State it suspend, again. He said to suspend informed consent. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. I thought that yeah. was illegal. I thought it could not yeah, happen. I'll let you... And and wow. I, I I'm surprised that it happened. I wasn't it at the very least an overreach. I thought it was illegal to suspend informed consent. Mm. I, it's Lambo? illegal in the sense that if if you don't do it, the liability that you incur is massive. I would say. But let's recognize that informed consent is still something, while I did believe I could give informed consent to my 65-plus-year-old patients about the mRNA vaccine, I did not feel I could give a 30-year-old male informed consent because I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't read the data. And let's remind ourselves, we still, let's take my 75-year-old patients and above, who I believe I helped with the mRNA vaccine, to continue to boost at this point, there's no informed consent for that. We have no data for that. We are strictly mm-hmm. reaching in the dark. Now, part of informed consent is sharing that with your patient. That is sort of a, a means of informed consent. What do you guys say? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. And it's, a, it's, a, I, 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 I know that it's a professional duty and to which you know a person would be as dr drew said be open to liability for not for not uh for not providing it and i actually want to just acknowledge one other point there which a friend made apparent to me and i just hadn't connected the dots until he said it that in fact the the censoring of opposing data and and opposing interpretations of that data absolutely was an ethical violation because it robbed people, totally robbed people of the opportunity of the, 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 the relationship of informed consent. You cannot be informed if there are uh, substantial 
substantial interpretations, substantial beliefs, uh, scientific beliefs about a treatment that that right. are being suppressed. It's impossible. It's not. It's not possible to provide mm -hmm. to receive informed consent in that in that arena. And that's 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 a fact. I, I agree, mm -hmm. and I would just amp, I would just add on to that. You're exactly right that informed consent is predicated on the concept of the risk-benefit calculation, and if you don't understand both sides of that risk-benefit calculation, at, honestly, right. if you don't, and they yes. way overestimated, way oversold the risk of COVID to people. We knew from the beginning that children, you know, healthy people under the age, frankly, of 50 were at a very low risk from COVID. So they overestimated the risk and they far estimated the benefit of the injections. Okay. They said that they mm -hmm. would stop. Remember early on, if you take this shot, you, you know, everybody from Rachel Maddow to Anthony Fauci told you, if you take this shot, you won't get COVID. Okay. So when you censor people who are saying other things like people like me, uh, people you know who are shut down, kicked off of social media, couldn't say, no, 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 you're not understanding the risk side and you're not understanding the benefit side. If you don't have that, you cannot give informed consent, in my opinion. That's right. That's right. Uh, listen, I, you guys, I just saw a little video with Walensky being interviewed in a, in a house uh, uh, session, and she is still saying that people who got the vaccine and COVID didn't transmit. She's saying that out loud in, in, in sworn testimony. And I, I don't, I, I don't know that that's, I think that's a new video I just saw because I saw earlier, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene asking her which pharma company she was going to work for after she left, the, after she left the CDC. I laughed out loud when I saw that. And, I, I, and uh, but, but they are, they are, there's a weird unwillingness to to come into reality by a lot of people both on the mask front i hear the white house is bringing masking back and on the on the issues around the efficacy of the vaccine it's just it's kind of uncanny and uh, the cognitive biases are, are the cognitive dissonance is is really alive and well amongst our peers i think that's another layer to this whole thing joe yeah yeah i i mean absolutely many layers and i i'm with you there it's just it's just so like someone pinch me, wake me up, wake me up. This right, can't be right, right. So, yeah, right. right. I'm upside down. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Okay, Ligert, <laughs> you're on the speaking uh, podium here. Go ahead, or Liger T. Yes. It's actually it's actually Bill. <laughs> All right, Bill. All right, good. All Bill. I got is your what you put there, what they show me. Yeah, I know that's part of my last name. Anyway, um, I'm calling from BC, Canada, and I have to tell you if. You want to be in a place that's the opposite of Florida. It's going to be, or even California. We're even worse than there. It's BC, Canada. We are still in 2020. We still have vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. We're still vaccinating little kids. Um, it's absolutely insane here. And, uh, you know, I don't know what, <laughs> what we can do about it, but. I mean, God help us! It's just awful. It really is. They have not. Well, you have a. You have, at least, at least, Bill, you have a you have a dreamy prime minister. So you got what you asked for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have that. All right, Mister Woke, the wokest of the woke, and BC is is even woker than than he is. It, it really is the the COVID thing. You you just can't even imagine. They've made it illegal to protest at 
they're putting on clinics in elementary schools to jab kids, and they've made it illegal to be anywhere near that protesting, that kind of thing. Just crazy. Mm. Wow. Well, it's a dream you want to wake up to, right? Dr. Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Guys, man. I remember some videos uh, from Canada. I think that Canada was was pretty hype with the whole dial a, you know dial the cops if uh, if someone's breaking curfew or bringing someone right, in there. Right. At least parts of Canada, from what I saw. It's Are they allowed real. to fly into the country yet without a vaccine? Oh, in Canada? Yeah. I, I don't Is it know. Still, I don't know. I, I put Bill back in the audience. Oh. There, want me to get him back. You know, go back for a him. second. You do, do, I do want to say, because um, that point, uh, Dr. Joe, about weaponizing your your neighbors, you know, the bright, turning people into the brown shirts, this was really yes. rough out of me. Not, not too much. It is not uh, hyperbole to compare this to what happened in Nazi Germany. You are turning your neighbors into the brown shirts. I remember it well. They're saying, you know, rat out your neighbor if they have, you know, the, the you know, 4th of July barbecue and, the, you know, and, and mm-hmm. cars show up for the cookout. Um, mm-hmm. from, a, from a societal perspective, the damage that was done, independent of physical harm that was done to people uh, by the lack of treatment for COVID, the societal damage, the division that happened, far worse than we've had anything from a race perspective. Um, The the division that happened in this country over whether or not you believed in masks or you didn't, whether you were pro-vaccine or you weren't, whether you were believed in the lockdowns or not, I think it is so heinous uh, what has happened. I'm not sure we've ever had a time in our country's history where we were as divided as we are over this COVID response. Well, actually, I'm really glad you raised that, Dr. Victory, because it, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's fascinating and, and sinister. The, you know, the ability of leadership forces, media forces, other forces, even religious forces to get people to see other human beings as being the enemy, something, Mm -hmm. some entity that is subhuman or not deserving of the things that humans are all deserving of is, 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 is such a powerful tool that, you know, that we have seen repeated uh, to the, to the detriment of everyone uh, for, you know, just, just throughout modern, modern history, you shared some examples there. Uh, Sadly, we're actually, I know Dr. Drew mentioned the transgender, transgender, you know, issue or the discussions happening around transgenderism. And uh, sadly, there's even some of it happening there in that, in that, um, and uh, I, there's just, from what there's there's no doubt that some of the forces behind the uh the behind the you know the exponential increase it's it are not biological there's just there's right. no doubt that right. they're, they're they're beyond biological forces that are that uh that have driven the the growth but those forces while they are not for the benefit of 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 human beings or the benefit of health uh, they 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 have sometimes made it hard for people to distinguish between the forces and and the individuals you know who who might 
you know, report or say they, that they experience transgender, gender dysphoria or whatever it is that they are experiencing. And, and unfortunately, some of that is happening now. And it, it really saddens my heart um, that it's, um, you know, we've gone, we've gone from what almost all parents support, which is not sexualizing children. I don't care if you're white, black, old, young, gay, straight, doesn't matter. I mean, parents, you know, universally, they don't want kids sexualized. They don't want kids to be exposed to, to, to forces that are that are not appropriate for little children and the innocence and the beauty uh, of little children. Parents don't want that, but you know, that, but unfortunately we kind of, instead of remaining there, you know, it's become for many people um, something that is uh, uh, just many people around the country, something that is targeted toward the individuals. And it's unfortunate. It's actually the very same. It's, it's actually the very same, same energy, the same entity that was making that made, you know, vaccinated people say that unvaccinated people weren't worthy of their keeping their jobs or feeding their families right. or coming into a restaurant, you know, and, and they deserve it. And, and, you know, oh, he or she brought it on him or herself when when they were fired from that job. It's actually it's a, it's the same thing. You know, it's just like I, I we just we have to stop allowing ourselves to be manipulated into seeing other human beings as being something other than other human beings, other representations yeah. of God. Well, and I think that that's really what leads me to believe that there are evil forces at work here because a house divided cannot stand, that there's that is okay. this purposeful attempt to divide us. They don't really care along what lines. As long as we are all fighting, you cannot you cannot band together. Uh, and I will also say that uh, you know there, there is no carve out, there was no caveat in the Constitution and certainly the Bill of Rights for a pandemic. Um, so the idea that we would somehow put our God-given rights, and again, this is back to your point, people have got to remind themselves of our founding, to remind themselves of the very uh, the, the fundamental constructs of this country, which is that we're based on the idea that we have rights that were imbued to us by God, not by our government, and therefore they cannot be taken away by our governments. Um, and I think it's really fundamentally, we've gotten to this place because people have lost sight of that or never knew it in the first place. God knows we don't even teach it anymore, I don't think, in, in school. Um, so we have an entire generation or two of people who don't even know what the foundation of this country really was about. Yeah. No, absolutely. And those men were, boy, gosh, talk about being, you know, chosen by God. Uh, I mean, just really blessed creatures. You know, those those men that that founded this country, George Washington, Ben Franklin, um, uh, John Adams, you know, with with whatever, you know, uh, uh, with the, uh, you know, with his flaws or and right. and Thomas Jefferson. I mean, that, you know, you know, did. It's so funny. It's it's like instead of people want to fo focus on their their shortcomings, so and so owns slaves. Well, you know, as, first of all, and it's and it's messed up because it's it's like it's kind of silly because how the heck would you have done you know, three hundred right. years ago? 
Well, everybody how, how believes you, they would have been you know, the one. They, everybody believes yeah. they, they also believe if they've been in Germany, they would have not gone right. along with yeah. things. They believe that they would not. They, everyone, that's the narcissism of the present moment. That, that is presentism, full on. <laughs> Never mind just the, the, the wisdom of their work right. and their ability to, the courage they exhibited, right? right? We, you know, hang together. We surely will all hang, you know, have right. hang separately. Yeah. Never mind right. that courage and that that brilliance and the and the wisdom. Never mind that you know so and so you know owned owned slaves or so and so you know said this about women or I mean you know it's just <laughs> it's like no buddy you're yeah. you're missing <laughs> yeah you're missing the yeah. lesson here <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm, I'm I'm cognizant of of the clock here winding down, and I I can't yeah, tell you yeah, how much Dr. I appreciate you 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 spending an hour plus of your time, given all you've got on your plate uh, there in Florida. Yes, we are um, so grateful, so grateful, and yeah. uh, we we admire you, we support you. Uh, I you know I I just think you've you've you've. I think you've been calling it right. You've been calling strikes and yeah. balls, and and you've pretty you've been a good umpire, and the, and that's I, it, and your instincts are good, your understanding is good, and you've been trying to make good decisions on behalf of patients and and the people you're responsible for there in Florida. So we we appreciate you very very much, and appreciate you coming on with us. Yep, the results oh, are the results are unassailable, Doctor Joe. So uh, you know, as my results grandmother should results. say, the, the the proof is in the pudding, and uh, <laughs> and and the great state of Florida has you to thank for it. So so thank and you. Let's go get the doing. book. Let's everybody get get the book. Transcend Transcend Fear. Did I get the name right? Is that correct? Let's put it up yeah, there again. There, there it is. Transcend Fear. Let's get the book. Read about it. I, I suspect you will agree with most of it. I'm sorry. Say again. Fair enough. Oh, you said I have to thank Governor DeSantis. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to to be in a position of leadership without him. So, yeah. Well, how, how did he just out of curiosity? How, how did he find you, Joe? How did he find you? Did he just did we just he was reading your Wall Street oh, Journal articles or? Actually, you mentioned Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, and um, yeah, I've never asked him, but my understanding is, and we have a great relationship, like Governor DeSantis. He's a he's actually he's very kind. His heart is 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 totally in the right place. I would never. There's no other governor I would work for in this country. Um, well, Dr. J. Bhattacharya. Apparently, you know, they were looking for a new guy, and apparently, he recommended me, and maybe a couple other, few other people recommended me, and then I got a phone call, and, yeah. uh, wow. and then I talked to my wife, and she said, "Do it." <laughs> Moving to Florida, everybody. And and last we time you were here, I, I swore I was going to come to Tallahassee and visit. I really need to make an effort to do that. So I'm going to I'm going to try to come by in the fall and at least shake your hand. I really want to do that. Well, oh, I'll yeah, tell you, yeah, it just yeah, it, 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 truth, truth to tell, we you know we I'm part of the same big group that you were part of, the big COVID group with with Jay Bhattacharya and Harvey Reich and and Peter McCullough and all of us and and all we were all super excited that you got tapped for this and then at the same time bummed because you dropped off of our group and uh, we said we oh, just lost a great uh, a great contributor for to our to our group but uh, everyone was cheering for you and you've gone on and obviously. Uh, taken Florida, you know, to a to a great place through this uh, pandemic, and I'm sure you've got lots more lots more leadership to share with them. So, again, we appreciate you taking the time out uh, to to join us and share your wisdom. Uh, and I'm sure we'll we keep in touch. Let you go. Let's do it again. 
We'll let, we'll let you go so you can go back to your job. Thank you so much. And Kelly, I'm going to keep you. Dr. Joseph Latipire, everybody. Kelly, do you have a few minutes to take maybe a couple more calls? There are a bunch of hands up here. I'm going to try to do that. Caleb has a heart yeah. out. We, two, we've oh, got three, hold on. five seconds. So uh, you can take I can do, Caleb has a heart out. Minutes. So. I can do five minutes. I can do five. Five I can minutes. Do five, five minutes. All right. Let me. Uh, this is uh, Shine 5. I don't know what that means, but uh, you guys with your screen names what <laughs> i'm left with just that really uh there you are shine what's up um just a question um is there any um i i, I come on to listen to your show a lot um I've, I've heard some talk regarding um regarding you know vaccinated versus unvaccinated like if you need blood for surgery um has has anybody had talks about that about you know, blood banks of, you know, having separate, you know, um, blood available for people who are vaxxed or unvaxxed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about that. Well, I, okay. I think you are rightly concerned. Yeah, I think you are rightly concerned about it. I've been uh, speaking about this and raising the alarm flag about the uh, the security of the blood supply as a result of this, because clearly there are gobs of spike proteins in the blood of people who have been who have been vaccinated. Um, unfortunately, the or red COVID too, is, COVID too, right? I mean, just yeah, COVID yeah, blood yes, was spiked would, too. You got a bunch of virus on yes, there. But, but but theoretically, if somebody's sick with COVID, they're not going in and donating blood. Yeah, um, you yeah, know, and those yeah. spike proteins clear quickly. So that is not the case with people who've been vaccinated. They have those spike proteins for a long, long time, upwards of a year. It now appears. So the reality is, um, the the Red Cross is not differentiating between the blood of people who are vaccinated and those who are not. So there's no way to know. Um, I have suggested to people that if you were going to have an elective surgery where you thought there was a high likelihood that you might need blood, that you can certainly go in and bank, you can bank blood of your own ahead of time. That has to be done significantly in advance of the procedure. And, you know, if you're going in for a knee replacement, everybody should do that. You should, um, but you're not. But you should do yeah, well. I, they they will they will let them do that sometimes. I've had both hip and knee patients give give a unit, so they, they'll let you. you, you yeah, yes, you, and you can. Chances of you needing blood in, in, in one of those um, orthopedic surgeries yeah. is very, very low. The, and the biggest issue, I guess, is that the, the times you most likely need blood products is when you've had a traumatic issue, in which case you haven't had mm. the opportunity to, to right. uh, donate in advance. But I think, you are, I think your concerns are legitimate. There has been talk about creating a parallel um, blood supply, mm. uh, you know, like the Red Cross, specifically for unvaccinated blood. Uh, to this point, to this date, I am unaware that it's actually happened, but there's been quite a bit of discussion about it. Kelly, we have used our time. Caleb has a heart out today, so I would, I would, I he's would, going on vacation. I know he's, uh, yeah. he's on Caleb's his way. first vacation. Well, all all of my <laughs> friends, all my friends whose relationships survived the pandemic, they're all getting married this year. So there's so many weddings we're flying out to. This is the last wedding of the year. So, yeah, everyone else should well, be married. So. Well, <laughs> well, well, safe Enjoy travels, it. and we will see you. Uh, we will see you next week. Um, I know next, next Wednesday we have. Uh, we have um, Dick Russell, who wrote the uh, new biography of uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Co coming to talk about mm -hmm. 
his insights into nice. uh, Robert Kennedy. Um, and then uh, we've got Tom Renz coming at the end of the month for a repeat visit. Super excited about that. Very yeah, excited about that. Week. It'll be interesting to hear what's yeah. new. Yeah. And uh, Mark Morano on uh, the 20th, and uh, we're working on the 22nd. So, Kelly, we'll see you a week from tomorrow. We are out the rest of this week. Be back again Tuesday at 3 p.m. We appreciate all you all on the Twitter spaces, as well as we're watching on the restream of the Rumble Rants. We appreciate it very much. Uh, Thank you, Caleb, for taking a vacation, because that means I get a vacation, too. Tell a, tell a friend if uh, <laughs> Susan's going to Orange County. I'm uh, I'm in vacation mode. I It's summer. I, I hate to say it, but... Well, fair enough. We did our we did Gay Pride in uh, Palm Springs over the weekend. We had a nice time. <laughs> Uh, but uh, though, tell a friend about this if you're learning stuff or go look at some of the previous interviews we've done I think you'll if you kind of roll back and do, look at some of the interviews we've been uh, uh, privileged enough to have here you will learn a lot and you may not agree with everything but you will learn a ton so do tell a friend and we will continue to and check out our, our sponsor page on uh, drdrew.com and help support the show by supporting our sponsors who are dedicated to the show now, um, also the natokinase, uh, which removes a spike protein. I take it every day. It's not hurting me. No we, we side effects. We are very fortunate to have uh, Paleo Valley and with th some products that we really stand yeah. behind. So we're, we're very wait. We're, we have a new one. We didn't. We didn't uh, produce today. Not but yet. Is we that have, the uh, dental? Next nope, week. It's coming though. Nope. Is that the um, dental and stuff? Is also, that... one more thing. I I was thinking about this today. We have locals.com slash Dr. Drew too. If anybody wants to get an email that sort of gives you an idea of what the show is going to be, join locals. We, we send and, out an and, email And if you have ideas day. of what we can develop locals into, we are open to ideas Yeah, I just, too. we don't do live streaming there. If, the, if we could live stream there too, it'd be great, but yeah. I don't think they go do restream yet. But that's an affiliation with Rumble. So, but you know, I think it's like $7 a month or whatever. And I send out, the uh, you know the blast out the emails there. So if you want to know what what's coming up, we'll send it out every day. All right. Again, we appreciate you all supporting this, supporting us, being around for this conversation. It's very interesting. I've learned a ton, and the the thought bubble over my head three years ago that start with started with what what is going on? Why are we? What the hell is happening here? It's coming clearer and clearer all the time. So uh, hopefully you will gain some clarity as well, so as not to um, repeat the mistakes of the past. We'll see you next Tuesday, three o'clock Pacific time. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Oh.